you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and nfl.com/shek. The Combine is in the books. We got the gang back together here in Studio 66. Maximum strength! Let's say hello to a couple of the fellas joining me here in 66 as we speak here to review, I guess, what we saw at the Combine and project ahead because in two weeks or less, free agents are going to start flying off the shelves. It will be absolutely exhilarating it is pretty much every year I care more about this than I do about the combine and I care more about the draft than I do the combine like I explained it's sort of like you're you're picking apart does it matter that Jameis Winston didn't jump as high in the vertical leap as uh, as some people anticipated he would what benefit this provides to a quarterback in the NFL, I'm not quite clear. I know it didn't affect Tom Brady, who jumped 24. Things seem to have worked out for him, even though it caused him to fall all the way to the sixth pick. Anyhow, let's kibitz about this, that, and the other with, first of all, one of the fellas, if you missed last week's uh, second show, I talked about the fact that I flew to Vegas for one day, and I did the so-called League of Leagues fantasy draft this is a a 14 team fantasy league that is nfl major league baseball and nba we did the whole thing in one sit down grand 55 round session like i say 14 teams in this one of which is owned by the man seated across from me right now you see him on nfl live he's one of our favorites when he joins us here in 66 it's mark it's marcus grant what's the poop fella oh it's good dave uh, yeah it was a it was an adventure it was uh, it was unprecedented i think what we accomplished in las vegas last week oh nerd of palooza indeed <laughs> and uh, like i say back from indianapolis we 
broke bread out there a few years ago when the Super Bowl was going on, when the Giants defeated the Patriots. And, we, you know, we had a little tradition that we started up. We had a little uh, a culinary tour that we were doing across the, the United States. I'm talking about Handsome Hank, of course. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan. But apparently he saw fit uh, in his trip to the Combine. I didn't go. He still went uh, went ahead and continued with the culinary tour without me. Here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. I see. I see. Where we're going with this. I did. How was your? Let, how, let are, me, how are your meals? Let me be honest with you. I didn't eat for three days because I felt so guilty about eating without <laughs> you. But then eventually, starvation began to set in, I and, I, and I felt that I I should eat. I, if you feel betrayed by that, Dave, um, I'd like to you know maybe ha- have you consider the alternative, which is me, emaciated, a waif. <laughs> um, lying in bed in in uh, in my hotel. No, I like you staying stout. I don't care for all these willowy stars that I saw in the Oscars on Sunday night. I, I'm not looking for that. I, I like you rugged the way you are. Like so, I, you like know, I say, Christopher Reeve, circa 1981, Superman two wow. era, right. well, broad shoulder. For me to keep that up, I'm afraid it it was necessary, as it is every week for me to eat some <laughs> red meat. Now, what about this Saint Elmo's? Ever I, I I've eaten there once or twice now. It's the steakhouse in Indianapolis that if you go there for any amount of time, it's a it's a, a just about a requirement that you go there, if only because there's nowhere else to eat up here. I mean, that's the only place people talk about in Indianapolis. It, you know what? The, I think there are other places, but it definitely is the place that people talk about a lot. It um, It's a good – well – Okay, they do steaks, and their steaks are fine. We've, you and I have eaten better steaks in other places. We have we- to make reservations, in fact, at Gibson's in Chicago for the NFL draft. But, all right. I That's what we need I mean, to do. That's a steak. Right. I'm not so – Black not, tie. I- chop, chop. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you come along if you make the reservation. How about that? Oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to Chicago yet. So, oh, all right. I'll make it, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, um, be- it's best that I don't make it because I seem to screw those things up. Yeah, you're up. not very good at resume. No, I have a, my, my life resume is rich with uh, with great attributes, but one of them is not, uh, you know, crossing T's and dotting right. I's. I don't do that. <laughs> That's for sure. But the other thing, that, apart from steak, that this place, St. Elmo's in Indianapolis, is famous for is this um, – Cocktail, shrimp cocktail. Yes, that's what everybody which, raves which, about. Which, um, you know, is five good size shrimp, but then it, the cocktail sauce is made from almost exclusively horseradish, which, by the way, I love horseradish. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But it's too hot. It's not hot. It just it clears, clears your sinuses. Your sinuses. Yeah. Clears your sinuses. But it doesn't. It's not. Not. In a, it, it's not something you you really want. To, we're not like, whoa! I need to get another one of those. It's just not nice. <laughs> but anyway, the bizarre thing is, I get a steak. I don't know whether this is an English thing. I apologize if it is. I wanted to have horseradish with my steak. They apparently have an enormous amount of horseradish on the property because it goes all over these shrimp cocktails. <laughs> so I said, could I please have some horseradish with my steak? We, we, we don't do that. What? I, I mean, what I have mean? heard of that. I've never done that, but I've heard of it. I'm it's not unfamiliar with it. Creamed horseradish sure. with steak is delicious. They, horseradish sauce. Right. They they were. In ca- I said, but <laughs> they said you can have some of that shrimp. Co- no, that's not what I want. <laughs> what a weird. Very strange, it was very strange. That is a curious thing. Um, the shrimp cocktail is highly overrated, though. It is highly overrated. It's not. There's, it's not nice. 
It's, it's not. It's, it's not. so much, so much hype. And yep. it's overrated. It's more yeah, overrated you know, than Jameis Winston. It's funny. Wow. Oh wow. Oh. Well, we'll get into football talk in just a second, but I want to finish my thoughts on uh, on food. Sorry. I like to talk about food. It's one of my passions. The um, yeah, shrimp cocktail. You know, shrimp is you. You know, not to be snooty, but shrimp is. Is overrated. Period. Well, no, hey, now let's slow down, Dave. Then. I like a That's shrimp. Not, I like shrimp. I, don't I like it, but it you know, you know what undid it for me was I went to one too many weddings or bar mitzvahs or whatever where there was just it was too plentiful. You know, That's like they say. I forget. I forget who first wrote that, but you know, death is the is the mother of uh, of all beauty. You know what I mean? You know, you have to be able to see there has to I'm be I'm still trying to figure out what yeah, this has to do with shrimp. Actually, not sure. Because if there's <laughs> no, if it's I, an endless supply, then you then it's not as exciting. And then you rare enough. You what right. you want to gotcha. be eating is something that is endangered. That's, that's what right. Dave wants. <laughs> Dave wants to eat that's endangered right. animals. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's what we're taking away from this here. That's all I that's all I understand right. all right. So we'll we'll talk Oscars and and whatever and but now let's talk about football. Oh, but real quick, I do want to say one thing. So I had to get a new car last week. Did you? Yeah, my. What did, did you get? The old one was just a was as as my kids had started to call it the 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 uh, um, garbage can, which was embarrassing. <laughs> um, that my my children started to call it a garbage can. Um, so I got a Ford Explorer. Um, are you ready to explore Whoa, now? Rugged. Yeah, it is rugged. Yeah, you are rugged. It's got with six your beard as well. Yeah, it suits me. It's the new me. Right. Um, but the thing that I don't like is in, you know, and, and the residents of Mount Pius are having a banner year so far from Brian Williams to storming the college basketball courts now to whatever else is going on under the sun. Sean Penn making an Ill, ill-advised crack at the at the end of the Oscars, whatever it is. Boy, it's it must be great to, to hold property up on Mount Pius so you can look down at uh, at the rest of us mortals. But it's now bled into cars. When did cars of this generation become so pious themselves? The incessant dinging, if I forget to put on my seatbelt. Leave me alone. Maybe I'm just running down the street. Maybe I'm just going a block down to pick up a thing of milk. What do you, bing, 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 bing. Then I, I ignore it. Then it waits for a couple seconds. Then bing, 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 bing. Leave me alone, you pious car. If I want to get in a wreck at the end of the block, I'll do it. Your car doesn't sound pious. It sounds more like an overprotective mother. What a jerk. Like. It's a, leave me alone. Get off my back. You it's, don't you know, know what it, I'm doing. It also will remind you. I hear the the, uh, the advanced editions, the, the deluxe editions also remind you to take a coat when it's cold. And uh, you know, ask you to make make sure you eat your vegetables. You got your coat, and she's oh yeah, she's already vegetables. The whole deal. She keeps belly aching at me about this that when I because there's the voice thing on there. You know, you can it's basically Siri's sister. I think I don't know. It does. It's not. She's not Siri. I can hear, but she sounds a little like her. But you know, I say like you know, uh, Bing. You know. Uh, you know, please say a command, you know, and I'll say, like, uh, take me to whatever, to, to Beverly Hills or whatever, you know, and then she'll, like, <laughs> she'll be like, bam, bam, please rephrase, blah, 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 <laughs> forget it then, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't ask for you, That's good who said think. that the car had to be talking to me in the first place, so fine, I try to play ball, I try to be nice and, and uh, introduce and get to know you a little bit in the early days of this, and already you you are try again. Forget it. Forget it. Then we won't me. we won't have a relationship at all. We'll just we'll, we'll just say hello and goodbye, and that'll be that. Don't be too but, cool for the seatbelt check. 
I was it, listen. If I'm just driving, if I have to move my car <laughs> down the street, or if I have to, you know, whatever, if I have to just move it for for uh, if I'm going to be in the car for less for fewer than ninety seconds, I don't think it's the car's business whether or not I put the seatbelt <laughs> on. Should leave but me alone. All these things, I have the same thing with my car. Ask me, like it says, you can press a button and say call someone, but sure. never recognizes anything I say. Right. Probably because of my accent. But that reassures me that robots are nowhere near taking over the world. <laughs> no, not, not even. <laughs> I really, I really feel like they're <laughs> so far off right now. All this science fiction that's made about it, we should not worry at all. It robots really is, that but can't understand what the hell I'm talking about. I am, uh, I am, I am officially a, a, a crankety old man, though, because I really, I mean, legitimately, yesterday got into the car and set a radio station and it misunderstood. I said 570 and it said going to AM 870 now. And then it tuned it to just a fuzzy channel because there was nothing <laughs> on 870. I'm like, I didn't say 870 and I'm yelling at the car. She doesn't care. That's yeah. part of my problem with her. That's what I want. Don't you understand, handsome? I need to be handled in a certain way. You don't just run off me, to St. Elmo's without me. You don't just right. do that unannounced and let me find out about it like some garbage left on the side of the road while you're eating your fancy steak. I'm supposed to see that on Twitter and find out and just and just roll with it? Not cool, man. Wow. Same thing. I don't want that car. Like, Matt, just do 8-7. Eight, 8-7. Seven, eight, seven. No, that's not what I said, lady. Does anyway, you, you know what? I don't want to get it. Does angry. your car have an iPod doc, doc or iPhone? I don't know. How do I find out? I mean, look, he can't get <laughs> directions so. to Beverly Hills. You think he can figure out the iPod dock in the car? I don't know. I got to figure that out, though, because it would be cool to be able to play it, my iPod in there. But wait a second. There's no such thing as an iPod. Oh, yeah, anymore. iPhone. Same thing. I think, yeah, I mean, I can plug it in somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to then make it pull up the Dave <laughs> Damashek football program exactly. Good for you. Good way to show your own show. But I do know it's available. Now, who else is available? Not right now, but in the matter of uh, in a matter of a fortnight or, or less, a bunch of big name NFL free agents. That was a nice pivot. I just it was great. Uh oh, wait a second. Chamber. Uh oh. Uh oh. Someone's going home. All right. Or not, go, guys. We were talking combine, so now yes. we're going to go over some combine events. But wait, <laughs> I was you just about just to pivoted. jump in. <laughs> I was just about before to do move, football hey, talk. Before we move on. All right. Forty yard dash, broad jump. Vertical jump, one delic test, eliminate one. Ah, that's kind of interesting. Would you like to go first, Marcus Grant? So 40-yard dash, broad jump, uh, what are my other two there? Vertical. Vertical and Wonderlick. I'm getting rid of the Wonderlick. I'm getting rid of the Wonderlick because mm-hmm. every year, every year there's all sorts, you know, we, inevitably you have that, that story that leaks that somebody got a horrible Wonderlick score, and it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it's it's a timed IQ test. That has very little bearing on whether or not you have any kind of football intelligence per se. So I, I feel like, you know what, at least all those other things are physical and have at least something to do with the game. We can ditch the Wonderlick. They they do have something to do with the game? I, I think mean, that's a specious uh, thought that you... I mean, at least there's, 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 they're like, you know, you jump and you run in football. You don't, you know, sit and take a you know, five-question test on the sideline. Handsome, how say you? I um for me the combine is um the ultimate is like me living Groundhog Day and I I don't want to be the guy who's who who gets to go to these amazing events and then <laughs> about it but I'm doing it right now. Um <laughs> it is if you if you go there it's a it's it's a terrifically fun event but essentially my role means sitting in what I think is like the the box next to the Colts owners box but watching people run 40s for 4 days in a row. And after the third 
40, not third day, but just, just the, the third, third one, one, I'm like, t- switch it off. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to see this anymore. I would eliminate the 40 hmm. almost instantly because it has no... I mean, I know that, yes, people have to run fast. You're right. That's point, a great point, Anthem. But, but you don't actually discover... Because they're not running with pads on. So, I mean, that's one thing. The fa- the guys who you think of as the fastest players in the NFL, you look at their... They're not in the list of the top 40s, mainly because the guys who run the fastest 40s are just track guys who don't end up producing anything in the NFL. The padless thing is... I, I Even helmetless. Just put a helmet on them. <laughs> well, that, I talk to any quarterback about that, and they say, yeah, the pads at, will cause uh, you to throw differently. So then why... To ever do any throwing drills, why do any, you know, why does it matter how they throw on their pro day or at the combine, these QBs, when they're doing it padless? Because right. it's going to come out differently they, according I, to I, them. Maybe this will be the next thing, though. Maybe some forward-thinking prospect will show up at the combine with, with his pads, pads on. and throw in their pads. Well, who was it last year? Didn't someone, Manziel was in. Manziel, Manziel was in. With uh, his helmet on. Yeah. Or, or maybe with pads. As I think well. he did the whole. Yeah, I think he did the whole shebang. Pads and a helmet. If I don't I, think if I it was right. him. I think it was someone else. I, you know what, though, handsome. I agree with you. There is something. I mean, although there is something, you know, very, very peculiar. Menzel did it, his pro day. Is what he did. That's pro what we're talking about. Pro day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you flip on, and everything. I, if you're flipping the channels aimlessly and you sort of land on the combine and there are two overgrown guys in their spandex, sort of apparently dancing with one another. It, it is very strange out of context when you <laughs> land on that. But to your well, that's point... that's why we have Rich uh, Eisen and Mike Mayock to put it in context. The, the redundancy of those things is equivalent if you've ever sat in with... And I always thought this would be such a fun thing to, to sit in judgment of other people. You know, it's a, in, uh, as much as I uh, resent the residence of Mount Pius doing it to me and others... I like to be in a position where I can weigh in on uh, the quality of other people, and uh, and so when I, have you ever sat in on, on auditions for TV shows? It, they're they're really fun to watch people run lines and stuff. Or so I thought. By the time you get to the fourth or fifth one, it is you're, you're out of your mind, and you say, "So how many more? Like two or three more? No, forty or fifty more coming yeah. through. Well, that's- for what to do two lines, <laughs> and then the, for to do two lines. It's it's. <laughs> After you, there's nothing left to see. How many different variations on right. the line read? Same thing. How many? All right, all these guys are wide receivers. Yeah, they're they're going to run somewhere in the range of four three to and, to four and, six. And all if right, you're uh, watching on TV, you can see at the end. You see, oh, he ran a four four two. If you're sitting in the stadium, like I was. He, he ran quick. He ran. All, he ran. <laughs> it looked about as quick as the last guy and the last guy and the last guy because they all played the same position. The part They're, I love is when the unofficial times come out and everyone freaks out, and the official time comes out and it's like it's not as fast, and like we just sweep that under the rug. Right. <laughs> well, it also well, and also it's, then you're like, what does that actually? Yeah, you know, the, the cool thing is is the piece where they show one guy against the other, not necessarily Rich Eisen running his forty, which is, is terribly celebrated, but but you know, a guy who ran a four 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 against a guy who ran a 4.38. And it's a matter of like half a yard. See, what I think, you know, here's, here's my advice. This is my suggestion, maybe to spice up the 40. We have them run against some of the top defenders in the league. So if you're a wide receiver, <laughs> if you're a wide receiver, you line them up next to like Joe Hayden and you just let them go and you see, you know. How about an obstacle run. course? Now we're cooking. That would be interesting. That would be a fun thing to do, to put all the, that's not, you know what? That's the solution. Mike Mayock, uh, listen, you know, get out a pen and paper right now because you're going to like this. Instead of all the hokum, all in one thing, we set up on the field a grand 
uh, obstacle course that includes some jumping and some, uh, you know, some maybe you have to stop down and answer a couple questions real fast. <laughs> right. You know, so you a couple logic-based like questions. Game interviews? Post, uh, all of it. You just do it all, and it takes and it takes 90 seconds, and then the kids can go home. They don't and, have to bother with all this sign nonsense. Sign an autograph, autograph a ball. Yeah. As long as we have a pre-play huddle so we can check out their body language. They go up against – they, they're a bunch yeah. of uh, a bunch of paint chips, you know, those things that you go to at the hardware store. Little, uh, and you hold them there. up. Yeah, you get the paint samples to see what colors go well with him to see, like, oh, he'd look great in our uniform, that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> like, oh, he, he cla- his eye color clashes with our uniform. Let's go with the other guy, you know, something like that. I think uh, – well, listen, anything to improve it, it's fine. Apparently people love – um, watching it, but it just like I said last week, it just seems like an unnecessary, redundant attempt to validate the opinion of the personnel guy. It's a, but for for himself, self validation. You want to say you've watched this guy on film for three or for for two or three years in college. That isn't enough for you. That's what every decision is going to be based off of anyway. You just need to see. Basically, it's like, I guess, kind of watching figure skating to see if they fall. Like, wow, Jameis Winston is awesome in every regard. Oh, my God, who knew that it took him uh, 11 seconds to run a 40-yard dash? I guess we can't draft him. <laughs> right. Like, what would ha- What apocalypse would have to happen with a guy at the Combine for, for your opinion to change on him? I can't I, – I, I, I don't think well, – and, and who vaults themselves, literally vaults themselves, with a great high jump into, into a stratosphere that they otherwise wouldn't be? And if you do, as a GM or as a personnel guy, I would say you're making a bad decision. Watch the tape, which is what they do anyway. Right, and, and so what they say, if you speak to Daniel Jeremiah, he'd say it's really just to, to check that what you saw on the tape right, that's is what actually I'm saying. true. What, the, what I think the Combine is useful for, it's always, um, it's always fun going there because it's fascinating who you get to sit next to on the plane, either, way, either on the way there or on the way back. You know, everyone is, is sort of um, headed to Indy and it, you can't fly directly to Indy. So you end up sort of getting more and more concentrated with people who are going there for the Combine or, or leaving. I sat next to a guy who works for, for one NFL team and his job is to give psychological profiles of all of the combo of, of, of this team's um, top prospects. You know, so they'll say, hey, the, here are 50 guys we want you to interview during the course of the combine and then tell us kind of they, he, the way he explained it is he doesn't tell the team you shouldn't draft this guy. But he'll say, if you do draft this guy, here's how you should handle him. Here's how your coaches should deal with him to get the most out of him. Like you've always said, Dave, you're someone who doesn't deal with well with being. I have to be coddled. You have to be. I don't. I I don't shy. You put an arm around Dave when you're coaching him. You put an arm around him and say, Dave, you're doing a great job. But you could improve this way with Marcus. What do you mean, I Marcus? I need need to handle it. I need to kick in the rear end, you know, to get stuff done. What are you saying that I could improve? I think I'm doing fine work already. And I'm sorry, I ate without. But but so well, if you're the one who brought it up, if there's something I need to be doing, then please maybe not interrupting me. All right, um, start there. But I put my arm around you when I say that. <laughs> anyway, he was, but it was it was fascinating. So he had he he'd interviewed you know a lot, of, a lot of the top prospects and 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 doesn't isn't doesn't have the Hippocratic oath or whatever it's called that the doctor had. He he told me. Yeah, that's a oh, funny see, point. Because I was yeah. gonna ask, I'm like, oh, you, know, you have to like ply this guy with beer no, to like, no, get no, his no, opinion I mean, on guys. Or all, all I had to do was say, what did you think of Jameis Winston? <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> I wouldn't drop that guy. Oh, you, you don't want to get in that head, man. Right. Oof. Yeah, that is weird. I thought, you, yeah, you're I was, right. I was expecting him to say, I was, I was like, yeah, oh, like that's really Some kind really of doctor-client privilege yeah. or something like that? No. no yeah, I don't know All about right. that. All right, let's talk about these free agents. But first, Black Tie, I've been singing about Soso Jamabo, the UCLA incoming freshman here. Wait, you pr- changed the pronunciation of his. Soso Jamabo. It was Jamabo last week. Jamabo. I don't know which oh, one. Oh, okay. I, I, thought I, you, I, I thought you knew it. Jamabo. I don't think you know. Jamabo. <laughs> Hit it, Black Tie. I got a new song I would like to sing about it. So, so, Jamabo, Mabo, Mabo, so, so, Jamabo, so, so, Jamabo. So, 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 Jamabo, Bo, Bo, so, 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 Jamabo, Bo, Bo. That's a, You're not getting a new song I just night, came are up you? with. That's a new song I just came up with. You didn't hear last week's Handsome, did you? I did. Didn't you? Well, hit, hit it, Black Tie, just in case you missed it. <laughs> so, 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 Jamabo. So, so, Jamabo. So, so, Jamabo. So, so, Jamabo. It's beautiful. I feel like I'm when on he, a football-themed version of the Muppet Show right, right now. Does he not come? He, he's coming to L.A. Why don't you just get him on here? Oh, we will. Sing it to sing the whole lot to him. We will. I mean, I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't constructed the entire album yet. Right. That would be incomplete to say, hey, I made this for you, but I'm only, you know, let me, let me. You know, reach its natural. Right. So when, when does the probably make will drop? be a double? Uh, probably will be a double, double album CD. though. Wow! And not enough people but making those. Well, there are a lot of people hitting me up on Twitter with their suggestions, and I you mean, can do so because now in the damage. age of the internet and Twitter, people are dropping mixtapes right. on Twitter every couple of weeks. So I feel like you should just do a short mixtape, put it out there for the people, and let them consume it. The so-so canon. You know, that's a that we just fired off another shot. So, all right, let's talk about uh, these free agents now and where we'd either. Where, well, let's uh, do both. One, where we think they'll land and where it would be the most exciting, the most compelling, um, the most fun to see them land. And let's start off with the pot-bellied, uh, you know, little guy who, who, whose uh, body language does not strike black tie fancy, Jay Cutler. How say you now the Josh McCown? I don't think McCown. his body language strikes anyone's fancy. <laughs> True enough, but you're the body wizard of body language, so I lead with you. I, I'm giving you credit for that. Everybody's jumping in on your act. Let's start with you, handsome Hank, Jay Cutler. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think if you, you know, we talked a couple times already this offseason about what a horrible crop of, of uh, free agent quarterbacks this is and, and also about the fact that there's elite, you know, some fairly significant um, risks in drafting both of the two guys that are uh, considered the top two quarterbacks in, in this year's draft. I disagree with that, by Which? the way. I, I, you know, it's just, I, I keep saying it now to the point of, uh, uh, you know, probably annoying our recurring listener. But I just the the Jameis Winston thing is the same as the Judavian Clowney one. I know they're completely different no, human no, beings it, and different issues. But Jameis Winston is going number one. He's, I I I totally agree with you. Which which is which actually and I think which actually be great. which actually reinforces my point is if you're the Chicago Bears, you're going to need to know that you're going to be able to replace Jay Cutler, who is who is 
for all his faults, for all the body language, for all the picks he throws, for the fact that he hasn't been very good, you still need to know that you're going to have someone else. They're not going to do that at the top of the draft because because Jameis Winston's going to Tampa and Marcus Mariota's probably going to Tennessee as well. So you've got to do it with this free agent class, and I don't know wh- how you think you're going to do that with, with anyone that's available. Why so would you let Jay Cutler, Cutler stays put even if they do go get Josh McCown? They may be I, I, at worst, at least, replicating where they were two years ago and bringing in that little duo. I think when they evaluate, you know, they're doing with a new coaching staff with John Fox there and an entirely new coaching staff. What they're doing is, is what people do when they rejoin any or join any NFL team, which is evaluate absolutely everything on the roster. What they're going to get to is we could have Josh McCown or any number of these other free agent quarterbacks, or we could have Jay Cutler, who we have to watch tape on because we've never coached him and, or done anything before with him. And they're going to come to the conclusion that we need to stay it's with just, Jay Cutler. I mean, in, the, the, in that, you know, but Mark Tressman would have to be, and by your opinion, get that psychiatrist or psychologist who was talking to uh, to the to the prospects at the combine and evaluate what Mark Tressman is, because he it would have to be what what you're really saying is if you're the Bears is Mark Tressman was such a train wreck that he couldn't make it go because otherwise what as I have said since about mid October of 2014, how is it possible that Jay Cutler or any other human being couldn't have some success with Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, <laughs> and all the rest. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, that, so if you can't shift that blame to Mark Tressman, then obviously the stink goes on Jay Cutler. There's something weird going on with with that combo. How how was that offense? I, I my my mind continues to struggle with figuring out, especially Matt Forte had a good year. Well, how was that team? not able to produce um, consistently on offense. It's either the quarterback or Mark Tressman was out of his depth as but a head the, man. The offensive line was not exactly fantastic for most of the season. Yeah, I think that. And, you know, I, look, Brandon Marshall was not at 100% for right. a long stretch yeah. of the season as well. Um, hey, I, I will throw you in an NFL-like uh, maneuver. How about this one, though, Damashek? Jay Cutler goes and fills in as a one-year stopgap in Buffalo under Rex Ryan. Meanwhile, J- uh, Josh McCown comes back to Chicago, and mm-hmm. both of those teams are looking in the draft for a Christian Hackenberg or a uh, a uh, a Cody Kessler-type option to lead the way after just this one-year sort of stopgap situation. It's not going to be Kessler. His broad jump is not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as far as that goes, by the way, Black Tie, see if you can track down for the, the next show this week. Either Daniel Jeremiah, who's now doing Path to the Draft on the network uh, all the way up to the draft, and Bucky Brooks, who's also a part of it. Get one of those guys, because the one thing I do, I, I am interested is if either one of those guys or if the scouts out there in general have changed their opinions since the end of the season going back and looking at the film of one Bryce Petty from Baylor and two um, from, uh, from uh, Hundley. At uh, UCLA, because I think I think both of those guys are better than I. I don't understand why Brett Hundley is a guy. I well, I I understand it's his inaccuracy is the issue for Daniel Jeremiah. Takes too many sacks. Too many Isn't sacks. Right? Yep. But well, part of that I thought was quick the question, offensive though. line. The idea UCLA that the poor. idea that this is a two QB draft to, to me is is uh, you know is it would you really do you really feel like uh, Hundley is a stepped? I'm not. Uh, in hindsight, it's easy to say this, but to me, Huntley is is better just watching him play than EJ Manuel. It's not so I mean, much because you could see that he was better. It's He's better so than Christian much. Ponder, and I'm not. And again, I'm right, not doing that in 2020 hindsight. I just am saying here and now, and then call me in two years and let me know I was wrong. But 
Hundley is going to be a better NFL player than I. But I don't. I don't believe guys. so much that it's a two QB draft. It's a draft with two QBs that people feel can come in and play right now. Now you've got guys like Bryce Petty and and uh, Brett Hundley who probably can play a couple years down the road, but. We don't, we don't talk about quarterbacks that can play a couple years right. down the road. We want to talk about the guys who can start potentially on day one. So in that respect, yes, it is a two-quarterback draft. But I think there's some depth I there think, with some of these guys. I think if you can run around in, in the 21st century, if you can run around a bit and extend plays and all that sort of stuff, I think you can play day one. And therefore, I think – You can, but then you, your game needs to elevate. You need to be able to do something else. I think we saw with RG3 that that's a guy who could run around a bit and had a bit of success, but didn't. That we realized there wasn't a whole lot else to it after that. Well, I think the Jets or somebody like that would take uh, a little boon of excitement at that position. Um, but speaking of that, my choice for Jay Cutler is, yeah, I'm with you. I think some somebody in the building in Chicago is going to say, we're not getting rid of Jay Cutler in favor of Josh McCown. Please, let's <laughs> let's settle down, everybody. Right. By the way, Josh McCown's 37, too. It's not like you say he'd at best be a stopgap, but Jay Cutler has, uh, has as live an arm as there is. I'll say Jay Cutler, for fun's sake, the Jets. <laughs> just, for the, <laughs> just for the potential train wreck of the whole thing. That would be a lot of fun there. Um, Adrian Peterson. Where do we think Adrian Peterson's going? Marcus Grant. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Dallas because I, I simply think there's going to be a bidding war for Adrian Peterson. I know he's been out for a year, but you look at his resume and what we last saw from him. I think there's going to be a bidding war, and if the Cowboys feel like they're not going to pay DeMarco Murray, why are they going to put out that sort of money for Adrian Peterson, regardless of his roots in Texas and his desire to play for the Cowboys? So I don't think it's going to be Dallas. I am curious uh, to see what happens with Marshawn Lynch because I have a, a feeling that the Seahawks could make a serious run and Adrian Peterson to put him back there behind Russell Wilson, which would be a scary cool. combination. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying Lynch and Adrian No, no, no. That Lynch, Lynch decides he's just going to go home to oh, Oakland, and, and then Adrian Peterson is the guy who slides in there. That's Can cool. you imagine if they did that? I mean, we were talking about Lynch to the Raiders during the season, and that was with uh, attaching Jim Harbaugh to the situation as well. But either way, what if you did? I mean, what if it's Adrian Peterson that winds up in Oakland? Either way, and they get Randall Cobb because that's the buzz is that they're going to try to chase him a little bit. And then on top of that, instead of just resting on Randall Cobb and they have James Jones, then they go and get Kevin White out of West Virginia, and suddenly that offense is is a juggernaut. I do think they get Kevin White. I I, I just have this feeling that they're going to go Kevin White near the top of the draft. I, I Here's the other thing. I feel like if they're going running back in free agency, it's Marshawn Lynch or it's no one, just because I think Latavius Murray is kind of the guy who could be the new answer there. I mean, obviously, sure. McFadden didn't work out. Maurice Jones-Drew is, is on the, the backside of his career. So I think if it's not Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> that was a nice little you like uh, that? dismissive positive way to it spin is what it is, you know? And so, like, you know, at, the, at this point, the Raiders either bring Marshawn Lynch home or they give the job to Latavius Murray. Um, by the way, complete random thing, but uh, we're all over the place uh, this offseason, so let's continue that. Black tie on Friday night. Don't you interrupt me! <laughs> all right, go into the chamber. How can you jump into a chamber when I'm shifting gears already? You're 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 covering up my change of gears. I was going to ask you if you saw Steph Curry's coast to coast, punctuated by putting the ball all the way around himself, 360 around his waist, and then finishing at the rim. It was uh, plum spectacular. But anyway, all right, all right, let's do it. That or James Harden's uh, crossover and uh, dropping Ricky Rubio. We're talking quarterbacks, all with their little bags of issues and they're also the last four Heisman Trophy winners so let's go Jameis Winston 
Marcus Mariota, RG3, Johnny Manziel. Wow, that's Eliminate a fun one. one, Black Tie. See, that's good for you. That's a good one. I'm going to let uh, Handsome take this one first. Uh, I'm going to eliminate Johnny Manziel because he's not a very good quarterback. I mean, I think well, I agree with you, by the way. I'm not certainly not I think James Winston comes with risks, but his risks are on off the field. I think um, I think Mariota is a it seems like a very charming, um, you know, guy who, who will probably work it out in the NFL. I don't think he has a gigantic upside, but I think he'll certainly be a, an NFL starter who can play for a while. Johnny Manziel's a disaster on the field and and a disaster off the field. Well, you know, by the way, with Marcus Mariota, I was watching him at the Combine and thinking, man, side-by-side side with Jameis Winston does not... Uh, he looks like a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he, yeah. he looked like a scrawny kid, right. and I thought, well, Jameis Winston wins this one right. easy, and I felt validated. Obviously, I would take Winston over uh, Mariota, and then you remember, oh, yeah, Joe Montana and Tom Brady also right. were, were skinny little fellas, too, so, so let's slow down on that. But speaking of skinny, scrawny uh, little fellas... Johnny Manziel is fits into that group of uh, you know the Vince Youngs for me and and uh, a, a handful of other guys that I fear are just never going to get a, a real fair shake. I mean Vince Young's career is obviously over. Johnny Football, there were plenty of people at minimum half who thought, oh yeah, this guy's definitely going to be a star in the league. Are we convinced that the the, the I mean so obviously you handsome are ready to close the book. You've seen I, more but- than enough. That, that even though he only played a game and a half, that you know he's no good. I, the the attractive thing about Johnny Manziel in college, I loved watching him, was <clears throat> that he was making plays, you know, like out of nothing. It wasn't like they drew it up that way. It wasn't, hey, Johnny, run over there, just narrowly avoid getting sacked, then kind of roll around the back and, oh, whoops, you nearly got sacked again, and then just throw the ball as high as you can, and Mike Evans caught it, and that's a touchdown. I that wasn't you, how I, they I, drew it up. You know what? I The, the whole he's in rehab and all that kind of stuff, I legitimately now in hindsight, when you think back on that Bengals game where he was so atrocious, threw some, threw some really lousy picks in that one, you think like, I mean, I'm not getting up on Mount Pius, but in hindsight, I don't know what he was doing the week of. He knew he was starting maybe the night before he was on a twister. I really don't know what he was doing, so how can I, I can't say until I see him play now with the new presumably improved Johnny Football. I at least give him that. If well, I'm Cleveland, the worst thing you could do is give away Johnny Football and let him but, go thrive but, somewhere but else. But also, if you're Cleveland, because look, there are people's jobs at stake. There's a coach's job at stake. There's a GM's job at stake. What you don't do is not draft another quarterback and just be like, all right, Johnny's been to been to um, rehab. He's going to be fine. Yeah, now. Bryce Petty. Otherwise, you're going to lose your job. It doesn't. No. They, Take not, Bryce Petty. Like, oh. That's a good one. That's right. that's a good uh, to get another. Texas I do think though. I think Hank hit on something that I thought before they draft before anybody drafted Johnny Manziel. And I think what we're going to learn a couple years from now is how much of a star Mike Evans was at Texas right. A&M because yeah, that true. was the thing I took away from watching Manziel in college. Right. Was sure he makes the plays, but he makes a lot of questionable throws, and, and he was bailed out by his receivers. Because, in a lot of situations. Because, because in college football, they are still the, you know, even in the SEC, there are still the, the guys that are just They're better just than better. the other guys yeah. on the field. And, and if you look at all those plays that he rolled around that I was kind of joking about, they all ended with Mike Evans catching Making the some spectacular catch. Because, but, because like, he was four or five inches taller than right. the guy who was covering him. That's why it's so much fun at this time of the year to speculate about where guys may wind up. If Jameis goes to the Buccaneers, which, like I keep saying, he will – Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson, and Austin Safari and Jenkins, who people were high on a year ago, he had a banged up rookie season. The the uh, giant out of uh, out of uh, the Washington. University of Washington. Don't tell me Washington. I don't. I don't know Washington. I'm trying to help you out. 
You were you were scrambling for the name. I was I wasn't careful. Scrambling. He's very sensitive, and you shouldn't call him out in public. What I'm you sorry. Do I don't is you like take Dave aside off. What I I get enough of it private. from my car. I don't I, now. I need to come in '66 and hear you doing it to me, correcting me, telling me where I'm wrong all the time. Can I can I pick a radio station for you too? <laughs> the, uh, I like, but I, I think uh, that'll be, I mean, imagine, but, too. But they, Tampa Bay, which needs an injection of relevancy and all that. Imagine that. If the 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 in-state kid goes there, that'll be a fun but time. But let's be honest, though. They had all those tools last year. They had Josh McCown, who had done pretty well the year before in Chicago. Which yeah, is but I told he you he this, was no good. How he got this gig. No, he was very bad, but their offensive line was, like, Apocalyptically bad, <laughs> and and that's the offensive line that you know. Presuming they spend their first overall pick on the first overall pick on Jameis Winston, that's pretty much the offensive line he's going to have to look after him as well. So we've seen plenty of quarterbacks that look really good in college that didn't then have an offensive line, regardless but like of the weapons saying, they've he, got. Well, and the fear of having a guy like Jameis Winston is that for all the things he does well, we have learned mobility is not one of them. Right, mobility's mobility's one of them, well, and the other one is making bad decisions with throws and and throwing picks. I'll go bold. I'm going to eliminate Marcus Mariota right now. Not that he's supposed to be, by all accounts, a super nice kid and everything. I just don't uh, necessarily think he's going to be a star. I think he'll be a mediocre. I think he'll be fine. I don't think he's going to be a breakout NFL. But he's going to be he's going to be worse than Johnny Manziel's NFL career when you put it, let's say, five years. No, you now, know what? When we I'm sorry. I, I, side re- by side. I have to pull that one back. RG3. I, I gave him more rope than most people did. But um, but no, now I'm off RG three, and also it's because it's also because of the Jay Gruden effect. I think that is a poisonous decision that Dan Snyder continues to stay that he hired Jay Gruden, and that after what we saw in 2014, he saw fit to bring him back for another year when so many other coaches got their heads chopped off. I think that's a bad thing for RG three. And there's going to be a stink even uh, even greater than the one that's already on him by the end of 25. I'll tell you, I think RG3 has already done more in his career than Johnny Manziel will do in his Wow. Okay. All right, so I, I, I kick RG3 to the curb. All right. Now, let's uh, let's go to Adrian Peterson because we were interrupted there. Black, I mean, uh, handsome. Where's Adrian Peterson playing ball? My guess is that um, there's a team that loves in free agency to to win free agency, and they haven't won it in a couple of years now, and that's the Washington Redskins. I was going to say. <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys, I think they will take great joy in outbidding the Dallas Cowboys for Adrian Peterson. Do you really think so, that, or are you just saying that for fun? Sam? No, I really genuinely believe that the well, – well, what? I, do I believe that they haven't won free agency in a couple of years? Yes. No, do but do you really love, think that they, they will love to chase win a guy? They have Alfred Morris. They've won I, plenty of Lombardis in March, though, throughout the I, that has not stopped Daniel Snyder from <laughs> from making some you know some big splashes. And I I've not heard any buzz about this though. That's what I'm getting at. I've, you you just feel that that would I've, be a thing. I to think do? That the Washington Redskins will be one of the teams that comes in pretty hard for Adrian Peterson. Really? Whether they wow. win it or not, I don't know. But I could definitely see them. Look, this is a guy who we 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 learned a couple of weeks ago that RG3 isn't part of their whatever it is, some kind of marketing, marketing presentation. Thing. Um, they desperately need. They don't have a who's who's the who's the big name Redskin. I get it. Alfred Morris is a good player, but who's who's the big name Redskins player right now? They'd love to get Adrian Peterson. Well, I'll tell you this much. I I mean that's an interesting thought that you that you have there. Thanks. You know, a team like the Jets, another one. I mean that that would be a great uh, you know sort of change. They are kind of lacking now. an identity now that yep. Rex is gone. Yeah. Um. Or you know, how about this one? How about the Buffalo Bills? You know, C.J. Spiller appears to be. Now, the speculation is that Spiller's going to go to the Jets, so the Bills have to do something. I mean, it would be 
um, probably unwise to roll with 35-year-old Fred Jackson, as good as he is, at at, uh, at tailback next year. So maybe Peterson would make sense they to go there. They've got a lot of money tied up. I feel, I mean, I don't know for sure. I certainly have no idea what their salary cap situation looks like. feels like they've got a lot of money tied up on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not sure that they would be able to swallow. But they don't have the big-ticket QB, at least currently. True. So uh, yeah, that true. opens things up on offense true. for you to do that. But with those weapons, and, you know, another guy we're not talking about is Mike Vick, but I don't know if he He's got anything left that, that I think makes he's, it. he's strictly a backup at this point. Um, Adrian Peterson, the Cowboys thing sounds great. He wants to go there. The Vikings, though, as I understand the contract, there, you know, whoever has him, it's thirteen million dollars. Adrian Peterson would basically have to say, right. I'm, "I'm willing to blow up my contract and start from scratch," which he's not going to do. And the Vikings could really could really make it so that. You don't want to play for the Vikings, then we're not trading you, period. I don't think they'll do that. But the thing that they will have to do is probably pay some money because who's going to want to pay Adrian Peterson $13 million? No, the Vikings will have to eat. They'll have to pick up part of that. They're going to have to probably pay part of that. So maybe the Cowboys make sense. But I think that the Cowboys – two things. First of all, I could see Jerry Jones falling in love with either Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon, one of the two big running backs, and getting them in the first round. Otherwise – I, you know, he, he, as good a season as it was for for the Cowboys last year, Jerry Jones, I think, is going to use the same thing that every football fan knows. I think he's going to apply that sort of pretty simple sort of approach. DeMarco Murray had way too many carries last year. I think Jason Garrett and company all knew DeMarco Murray. This is pro- we're going to let's run him into the ground or shame the devil. This is the year. Let's pound him into the ground and we'll worry about it on the other end. I don't think they have any real ambition to bring DeMarco Murray back if it's going to cost them anything. They're not going to they're not going to go they're not going to go over the moon to keep DeMarco Murray. They'll do that for Adrian Peterson instead because Jerry Jones still has a sweet tooth for excitement. He wanted Johnny Football last year and was talked out of it. He hasn't been satiated yet. I think he's gonna. I, I think making a splash move like Adrian Peterson. I think Jerry Jones understands the value of doing that in pro football, of making yourself, uh, may, putting yourself into the eye of attention like that. And I think he won't be able to help himself. Right, so then- Romo, Dez, Adrian Peterson sounds pretty good. And as triplets, a fall, you could call them. And as a fallback, right? I think he. I think he would love that. The I think the PR triplets. of that would be great. And if not, then make it with Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon. People will be plenty knowing, excited about that, too. Knowing that Jerry operates that way and knowing that he would be thrilled to have Adrian Peterson, if you're the Vikings, do you try to turn this into some sort of reverse Herschel Walker sort of thing? Maybe get <laughs> yourself some pieces to get yeah. to build a championship-type squad. You send Adrian off to Dallas. You get a bunch of pieces in a few years well, from now. Well, sign and trades don't happen really in the NFL, but DeMarco Murray in Minnesota and Adrian Peterson in Dallas, mm-hmm. problem solved. That would be uh, that would be just fine. I think Marshawn Lynch if he plays ball, is going to be in Seattle next year. The The one thing that does hold out for me, if you miss me saying this, I think it bears repeating. Mike Silver said at the Super Bowl, told me and told us on the uh, Super Bowl Live on, uh, on the media row in the run-up, my assumption had always been that Marshawn Lynch was a ne'er-do-well and the, the Seahawks organization was teaching him a lesson by benching him for first quarters of big games sometimes. You saw that against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and then you saw it in Arizona in the big game against the Cardinals that Marshawn Lynch ultimately made maybe his greatest run ever. And, um, and he sat down. Mike Silver, who is very close with, uh, with Marshawn Lynch, or as close as any reporter seems to be at least, said that, no, no, that's Marshawn Lynch 
showing, flexing his muscle and teaching the organization a lesson at critical times, just announcing, oh, yeah, you think Kristen Michael can do this if, if, if I'm gone? Let me remind you of my value. I, don't, I have a bellyache, and I'm going to sit down for the, for the first quarter. And that's, what, that, that's the jazz that he pulls, which is fine, except what organization wants to put up with right. it? <laughs> if, that, if that was me, and, and this year looks like a pretty good running back class, I'd be saying, all right, Marshawn, you could put, go play that somewhere else. We'll, uh, we'll. If I, you know, I know if I'm the Seahawks and you have as much invested in the defense – and it upcoming in in uh, Russell Wilson, then I think it, it, at some point. And by the way, Marshawn Lynch is not 22, and he's also got a bad back. I wouldn't give him 10, 12 million dollars, like uh, the, you know, some say 15 million dollars in year two, which he would never get to. But still, uh, I wouldn't throw that kind of. I money feel at like him. there are two, there are three situations that Marshawn Lynch will will you know go through, and two of them involve him being in Oakland. One, he returns to the Seahawks. Two, he decides to go play for the Raiders. Three, he just retires and goes back home to Oakland. Right. I think that's it. I guess you know he does have an inordinate amount of affection for his hometown, so maybe the Raiders would make sense, and uh, it would be fun if if that one happened. All right, two real quick: Julius Thomas. Marcus Grant, how say you? I think Julius Thompson ends up in Atlanta. I, I think they're they're going hard after him. I think they need a compliment in that passing game because Roddy White is, I think, starting to decline. They've got Julio Jones. I think a nice uh, a nice compliment to, to Julio Jones would they're be. They're also supposedly looking at Amari Cooper, though. I saw that, too, which would be really interesting. But I do think Julius Thomas leaves Denver and goes to Atlanta. All right, that's a good one. Handsome. I think if, uh, if we are, and I'm sure they are, serious about revitalizing Johnny Manziel, uh, Jordan Cameron didn't really work out particularly well as a weapon for him, but maybe maybe the Browns go after Julius Thomas to add to make up for the fact that you know they're going to be singularly lacking at receiver this year. You know, I like tweeting at around the NFL the handle. You know, our yeah. pals uh, from around the NFL. But the the curious thing is sometimes you don't know who's at the handle at any <laughs> given time. You don't know who's there. So around the NFL tweeted out something. This week about, well, Peyton Manning, you know, as in, you know, they, the the Broncos, they haven't exactly committed to him, but they feel John Elway. If you really parse through those words, we want him back. We've made that clear. We want him back. We, we want that to happen. We think he's going to come back. And yet it's not resolved, even though Peyton Manning's side seems to be saying, I'm ready to roll. I've, I'm physically and emotionally prepared to take another run at this thing. So then why isn't it a done deal then? It's it's because. I think that John Elway and the organization made a commitment to Peyton Manning that they want to create the sense we're all for this, but I think they think he can't pass the physical. And when he gets the physical, I think he's there's there's going to be something that comes up from that. that there's, there's definitely a possibility there. I think they also don't want to pay him what there's. I don't think they want to pay him nineteen million. But Peyton is generally intractable on that issue. He's not like Tom Brady well, then, or so then, Ben Roethlisberger or any number of other guys who rework their contract to fit somebody in. Peyton wants what Peyton wants, right. and and yet when Julius Thomas isn't there, then Peyton's going to feel. Uh, you know, underhanded at the right, basket. That, that's my point, and I, so, I'm, so I'm not saying they'll use that necessarily use that. But if they want to get out of their contract with Peyton, if they want to get rid of him, they have two outs. They have the physical, and then potentially believing, like you say, that he won't pass this physical. But they also have the hey, Peyton, we we think we'd probably be more comfortable paying you 15 million this year, knowing, of course, that out of that is going to come a. Absolutely not. It's ninety million or nothing. So they have two outs with Peyton. I feel like if the they... simple solution to the money thing, though, is to tell Peyton, we'll, we'll pay you less in actual salary, but we'll allow you to have two Papa John's franchises in the stadium 
that will make up for any uh, lost revenue. Well, there. We know that'll help in Colorado. <laughs> people who desperately need pizza at all times of day. And I know. Julius, uh, so Julius Thomas, I, I mean, I just think it would be foolhardy. If, uh, he's think of not going back to Denver. Think that's of it, one thing. I'm pretty sure about pretty that. pretty clear yeah. right now. I, he's I not going to Denver. I think he's out of Oakland's Denver. another place. I, I, I believe he's from there. He's from the area, yeah. And, and I think that's another another place that has I, – I definitely don't think he's going back to Denver. I would they be have, shocked. They, they, they even said they have not had a single conversation with him about returning. What about a, what about a place like the Rams? That would seem like again another team that's tied up uh, with a lot of money on the defensive side, but they need another consistent pass catcher on that side. It just feels like a black hole for pass catchers. Yeah, there, you know, I, I mean, with all those receivers, they've got two or three tight ends there. They went big on Cook and and Free Cook, and then they a couple you know, of years ago. They still have Kendricks right. around there. I mean, it just it just feels like a black hole. Randall Cobb, because we mentioned him, let's uh, let's try and assign him a location. I like that uh, Raiders buzz there. I don't I don't know what that would mean for how they would use that uh, how they would use the fourth overall pick. But either way, Randall Cobb would be a nice piece to to give to Derek Carr. So I'll say that one. And uh, sorry for you, Aaron Rodgers, but you make everybody good anyhow. Uh, no, I agree. My with guy, that. Aaron Rodgers. I like that. I think he does go. I think he goes to uh, to Oakland. I, I don't think the Packers are going to pursue him hard because I think they really. I don't like think Devont- they're going to pay him that kind of loot. No, not for that. But I think they like Devontae Adams, which means they feel like Randall Cobb can move on somewhere and they'll still be okay at receiver. And it's a rich receiver draft, so they can yeah. place that. Yep. You like the Raiders as well, Anthony? I think the Raiders is a possibility. Um, I I love the idea of Seattle potentially looking to to add a, a little firepower to Oof. their pedestrian receivers with Sheesh. that guy. What about that? What if they get a good receiver? All right, so we'll wrap it up. Real quick, Black Tie, did you see uh, – let's play a, a special Oscar edition of Has Black Tie Seen It? Ready? Here we go. There are eight movies. Has Black Tie Seen It? Have you seen any of the no, – did you see any of the nominated uh, movies? I've seen about four of the eight. Really? Which wow. Ones? So Birdman. Uh, oh, did you? American Sniper. Okay. Uh, what else was nominated? I really want to see Imitation Game. I haven't seen that I don't yet. care what you want to see. It's very good. I'll, about... I'll lend it to you, Black Tie. Oh, yeah. Not that I, I don't I mean, I don't know. How. Um, what else was nominated? <laughs> Sorry, the Oscar committee or whatever they're called. <laughs> there was the Boyhood. Academy. I haven't seen Boyhood yet. Hank swears by it, though. I don't the, swear the, by the, it. The I theory of everything. Plane, it was... Did not see that. I you know what I mean, I'm, I'm not one the, the Grand Budapest Hotel I can oh yeah that's, that's the a other super one. movie I that is that terrific yeah. I thought it was fantastic I just uh, I don't know I love the ambition of Boyhood but as I mean I can't help but have the same reaction to it as as it seems like and I I feel bad for sounding so cynical about it because I ro- I love Richard Linklater's pictures um, he's made some of the best ones of the last quarter century but there is something about once you're into it. That is, I I could just look at pictures of my, uh, you know, I think it was uh, Martellus Bennett who said it. In fact, I could just watch video of my own kids. There is something about like, yeah, that's basic. You know, if, right. if I give you the premise of the movie, there aren't a whole lot of wrinkles along the way. <laughs> it's fascinating that they shot video over 12 years of this little family together. But ultimately, it plays the way you would expect it would. It's remarkable to see the evolution of watch, the individuals in it. but it's older. Yeah. So it's a three-hour time-lapse <laughs> video is what you're telling me. I basically, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure you've seen them on social media, the, the, the siblings. There are a couple of groups of siblings that have taken photos for the last 20 years together. Mm-hmm, yeah. I could just kind of look at that, and it will ta- yeah, and it, it'll take me uh, about 90 seconds to do instead of three hours. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't go crazy for uh, Black Tie. I didn't go crazy, and I like Neil Patrick Harris a lot. 
Uh, I didn't go crazy for his hosting gig, though. I thought he, I especially the briefcase bit. That was, you know, I, it was it was creative because when you got to the end and you saw what they were trying to do, you're like, oh, that's really creative. He's basically. I didn't like that. That was the, the worst part too. Oh, I really? think it would have been better off if he had actual predictions in there and and he actually had his his feet held to the fire. Yeah, see, I thought that was creative. I just thought it just, it just took too long to get to it. And then the whole uncomfortable thing with Octavia Spencer. I know. Hey, are you still watching the briefcase? And, Abandon it, yeah. You know, and like NPH, Robert. And Robert Duvall, on this. Stop Robert doing Duvall, it. who was some combination of angry and confused <laughs> the whole time. And drunk. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was, uh, it was only so-so. But, yeah, I, I like Birdman. Birdman was strong, and Michael Keaton, a Pittsburgher, um, is, uh, so it's always good when he gets up on the stage. A bit of a tyrant watch, though, just visually. Because visually, maybe it might have be because where I sat in the theater, like just following the camera because it's one shot. Yeah. It's supposed to look like one continuous shot. I was shot. trying to I – spent, I spent half the movie trying to figure out, okay, so where do they cut – Generally, when a door closes and it gets dark for a second, I feel like that's a cut, yeah, and then they, we go to a new They show. had a few, like, not time lapses, but little, like, you know, little in-betweens where they just had to cut. But right. uh, it was it was an interesting watch. I'll tell you what I did see recently, though, that I have no shames about seeing, although it was a terrible movie. Oh, I don't I know if see. they should come out right now. I, I, I think I know where you're going, and I saw I it, too. I wanted to start and, with this, and, and I can't believe it's now an hour in, and it's just now coming I up. Did, uh, I checked out Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and, I'm sorry I did. Um, it was terrible. You saw it, too, right? It's, it's a terrible. really, really, really bad Why did you see movie. it? Why did I see it? Yeah. A couple of friends I wanted to see it. Who? Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. I don't know what that's supposed yeah. to mean. But, it was uh, awful. No, yeah, the soundtrack though, that is good. So I'm not, you know, so be it. If I had to, you know, discover the soundtrack to, you know, watch the movie to discover that, so be it. At least he got something out of it. Yeah. But what is the upside to seeing that movie that has gotten abysmal reviews? Why would you go know. see a movie that you no knew was going to stink? I had no it was idea. Awful. I was there. What's your What's your excuse, Marcus Grant? I was on a date. All right. Wait, a date? Yeah, that's enough of that. That's a weird date movie. I didn't pick it. I did not choose it. Because if I had chosen it, what date was this? What number date was this? Uh, two. This is the second date? It was not my choice. I would have chosen, like, Kingsman or something, you know? So like, you be a man and you say, I don't know, no, this is an appropriate <laughs> fair for us on our second date. Well, here's what it is, too. Like, this movie has made a ton of money. And it, I love how everyone's acting like they haven't seen Like, every guy's like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I'm not watching that. So. I don't think it's a matter of being unmanly to see. You know, I, I know it's easy to get into, oh, you know, shame on you, uh, revoke your man card and all that uh, who in no applesauce? No I don't see the. I don't see why you would want to see if it, it gotten great reviews. Maybe, but you knew it was going to be crummy. Sort of the curiosity of exactly. it. Exactly, because a lot of girls. I, this has been going on for two, three years. Have just been absolutely gaga, as you would say, about this book. So I just kind of like wanted to see what it was about, and it's like. Jeez. Now, what I didn't know until after I saw it is that it is Twilight fan fiction. I was unaware of that. And that cleared a lot of things up to means. it. So Ooh. basically somebody who read the Twilight series and really loved it. Like you ever read like their Star Wars or Star Trek fan fiction, people who love the characters and they want to write their own story based on those characters. Yeah. So this is based on Twilight, and I guess somebody, some bored housewife wanted to kind of uh, make it a little more racy, a little more steamy, uh, kind of a a, a a more adult version of Twilight. And so that explained to me why it was so poor. Like, when I learned All right, that, then that, that cleared a lot of things up. Shame the devil. I, I really don't like it when uncreative people say, oh, revoke his man card and all that kind of stuff. That uh, That isn't my favorite turn of phrase. But now in hindsight, I'm you know, both of you. I mean, shame on the both of you. What are you going to see that movie for? It's, it's a Harlequin novel? 
It's That's like, what it, you're it, talking it, about. It's a Harlequin it, book. It and why would you go and see it? It doesn't even rise to that level. Like, I wish it were that good. It's the same as going to see full. I mean, it's the same as when people. I, I always resent people who talk about how they don't like the, the TV show Full House. Like, you know, grown-ups talk about, that show was so lame, dude, so unfunny. Yeah, it's, it's for a 10-year-old kid. It's not for <laughs> you. This movie isn't for you. Why they, they didn't make this well, picture for you? It's so, it's they put some steamy Englishman in it, and they put what's-her-name, who's uh, meh, you know? I know. That, I, we totally agree on that. Totally meh. And it was like, what? What is this? What is? It's asked a lot of. Now I'll go see the picture you, with the one with Will Smith in the Will Smith oh, picture. Margot Robbie oh, I'll there. Tell you what though? With I'm, DiCaprio. That that. Uh, announcement to the ladies. That's Scafoots. Yeah, put her in that in Fifty Shades of Grey. Damashek. Maybe see. Announcement to the ladies out there. Oh. Things with uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie might be getting a little bit serious. I'm just saying. Yeah. With who? You and Margot Robbie? Saint. That was Black Tie Saint. fumbling for 12 <laughs> seconds in setup of his, uh, of, of his joke there. Yeah, Very good. Bad, yeah. Not good at all. Black Tie's going to try to cut that one out. Yeah, but I totally forbid editing. Fouts. Yeah. Fouts behind the glass. Do not allow that. that. Let it sit there for all of time yeah. as a record to uh, not just the fact that he saw Fifty Shades of Grey, but then he tried to tack on something that was yeah. – uh, was a D-plus at best. All right, listen, Marcus Grant. Oh, real quick. So we're in League of Leagues. You can follow us on Twitter if you care about uh, our three-sport league there. Marcus and I, among many others, did a draft there. Let's just for fun. The reason that we got into this was because I thought that it would be fun if you, instead of having a single G, uh, a GM for each franchise in the city, instead you have a GM for the whole sports town, and you can trade assets from each of your sports towns teams to elsewhere give me one you're from the bay area i'm from pittsburgh yeah i so i was thinking about this and i i'm 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 negotiating i'm proposing a san francisco pittsburgh trade where the 49ers could use some help at wide receiver Mm -hmm. so i am suggesting antonio brown i don't like this already i already don't like it i'm look antonio brown comes over to the 49ers and in exchange, the Pirates get some help behind the dish with three-time World Series champion Buster Posey. No. I, you know what I'll require out of that? I'll take Madison Bumgarner if you'll give us the top of the rotation. Well, I'm giving you the best receiver in the NFL. You understand? I mean, we're talking about the, the best all-around defensive offensive catcher right now, and, and that's a hard position to fill, especially on both sides of the dish, and a guy who can play some occasional first base for you. You're a good kid. If you throw in Vernon Davis, <laughs> you have a deal. All right. We really? We can do that. Vernon Davis and Buster Posey in exchange for Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, done and done. I can do that. All right. I that. like that deal. You you sign off on that one, uh, Black Tie? It's a pretty good deal. Who wins that t- that trade? Marcus. Bam. Antonio? No, I, I think Vernon Davis is going to bounce back. All right, we'll see. All right, so thanks <laughs> to Marcus <laughs> Grant for coming like in. Two, three seasons. What's your thing at Marcus Grant? At Marcus G. M-A-R-C-A-S. M- uh, yeah, that's the key. That's the there. trickery there. M-A-R-C-A-S. You know, I listen. Oh, I know. I don't understand. Why the A? Because the my e? parents wanted to be different, so now I've been doomed to a lifetime of misspelled I mail. I know. That, they didn't do you any favors with that. So, yeah. Your whole life. How many seconds when you, when you calculate... All I mean, it, uh, no, it's not. It's not with a U. It's with an A. The upside. No, there are two A's. Not a U. No, it's it's A, and then after the, uh, the after the then an A again. 
So, I mean, that's a, a four-second conversation that but you've the now upside, had. The upside is that it lets you, it helps you weed out the telemarketers or people who call you and don't know you when you get the Mark Mar- Mar- Marcos. Mark Marka, yeah, like then you know that it's somebody that I really probably don't want to be on the phone. I still think, with. I still think, when you sit down at the grand ledger of your life, you have lost <laughs> me for hours. That, I mean, when you think about that, if we assume four to six seconds per explanation, no, it's an A, it's not a U, that whole thing. I think I'm being generous by saying four to I probably more like eleven seconds. That's going to add up to like you know an hour and a half in your life. <laughs> And you're going to want that time back, you know, when you're laying there in 40 to 80 years. I mean, when you've spent. And thinking uh, about like, oh, it all went by so fast. There could have been an extra hour and a half for you. You know, when you had to spend a grand total of, you know, what, about a week and a half of your life at the DMV. What's another hour and a half? Touche. Yeah. All right. Listen, we're getting heavy here. We're getting existential. So uh, so let's cut it off here. We'll have a second podcast for you later in the week. Like I said, let's try to get a scout of some sort, Black Tie, because I want to get a couple of thoughts, see where we are now on those QBs and a couple other guys. I don't know what to tell you, man. DJ's a busy guy. Passed in the draft, moved the six podcast. Bucky Brooks been on the Around the NFL podcast recently a lot lately, too. So it means a lot. What does that mean? Bucky know. Brooks isn't the property of Around the NFL. He was on this podcast many times before they ever saw fit to bring him in. I'm with you. I'm just saying. These other shows, man, they're cranking these uh, scout interviews out. I don't care. I do. I Listen, those uh, those uh, uh, marginally talented people can ask their, uh, their tepid questions to Bucky Brooks on their own time. I'll get into it. I'll get into Bucky's mind, and he'll, and he'll deliver no jive opinions for us. It'll be different. You'll see. You'll all see. All right, I'm going to go talk to my car right now. So uh, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.